Welcome to another episode of On the Clock. We're here with your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. Touch what I never touched before, seen what I never seen before. Woke up and seen the sun sky high, sky high. I've been in it for the past few days. What's going on on the clock, fans? How you guys doing? We are back for another episode of On the Clock with me, Raul Lascano, and my right hand man, George Martinez. Say what's up, George. How to tell the people what's up? What up? What up? Welcome <laughs> to the show. Hey, we got a good one for you guys. Hey, listen, you got to sit back, relax. We got to go over a lot of stuff. We got a lot of great matchups to, uh, coming up here tomorrow, Friday night for high school football in Hillsborough County. We definitely got to talk about my Miami Heat. 3-1 on the Celtics in the bubble. Uh, some big, big major plays stepping up. We got to talk some NFL talk, man. We got to talk about punctured lungs and bruised ribs and all kinds of stuff. And my man is going to go over, uh, we're going to go over fantasy football, who's and knocks and do's and don'ts of who's going to be playing where and what. And we got to review the Tampa Bay Lightning, man, coming up with a huge win. And, and we had a, a great appearance from a, from, a, from a legend here in Tampa. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're on the clock. What's going on, George? How you doing, sir? How's the family? How's everything? Good, man. Still in the uh, middle of transition. We're we're moving from one house to the other right now. We closed right. our house, and so we're in the middle of moving. There's boxes everywhere. <laughs> There's a mess. <laughs> so just like the roughest part of it. Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll all be over here on Saturday. So I'm pretty pretty excited about that. How about you, man? I know you shaved the beard. I shaved it, man. I'm, I'm, it's gone. <laughs> I lined it up. I look young again. Uh, I look like I'm not trying to ask for change on the street corner here. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. My, uh, I mean, it was it was a good day, man. I can't lie to you. I'm I'm excited from last night watching freaking Tyler Hero go nuts in the bubble, man. Uh, I I don't know what to say about this kid, man. This this rookie is killing it right now, and there's no answer for him. Boston has no answer for what they can do to this kid. Yeah, Miami's using him all over the place. He's definitely caught fire. I know he caught fire in the second half, and especially in that fourth quarter. He seemed to just take over the game. And when you got Jimmy Butler, Dronich, and now this guy coming at you, uh, it's definitely a tough, tough group of people to stop. I'm going to give you a fun fact here. It was talked about during the show last night. Your boy Hero scored 37 points. All right? Now, let's remember, he's 20 years old. Right. Young man isn't even able to have a drink yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he has scored the most points by a rookie or the youngest person in the playoffs since Magic Johnson did it back in his day. What a crazy stat to have. You and you would think we've had some that. great ones. We've had we've had some really, really, really great ones. Uh Jordan and Kobe and LeBron. You would think they would have already dropped the 37 points in the playoff. D-Wade, Tracy right. McGarity, Penny Hardaway, Tim Hardaway. I mean, list of all-stars and Hall of Famers go, goes on, but no one had more than 37 points. That's crazy. And that kid caught fire right at the right time. Right at the right time to go 3-1 on Boston. I know everybody's freaking can't believe it. The Cinderella story, it's happening. It's happening. They play Friday at 8.30. I know we have a game, but I'm going to be out. I'm going to be checking out ESPN every time out that we have on Friday, man. Want a break? 
What's wrong? Oh, he's, he's checking on the heat game. All right. I'm going to make All an right. excuse. I'm going to put it like under a towel or something and just hide my phone <laughs> or whatever. Or I'm going to call no, up to I'll the box. It. What are you doing? What, yeah, check the check the score. What's the score here? All you got to do is put put the AirPod in one ear. Oh, that's even better. Have the headset Have the headset on. That's there even better. There you go. You're good. That's even, you're right. There you're you right. Go. That's that's exactly how I'm going to do it too. I don't want to hear anybody like saying it's not like I listen to anybody's opinions on the headset, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be fine, man. I, I, I'm I'm surprised how the, well, not surprised. I've been watching the Heat since they got to the bubble, and I just whatever Eric is doing, whatever Pat Riley did, whatever speech they did, whatever strategy it was, it has worked, and they are performing beautifully. I mean, beautifully in the bubble right now. To only lose two games out of three series. Yeah, eleven and two. That's crazy, They're man. Eleven and two. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm loving it, man. I, I, I can't wait to see what well how we. So we'll see how they go Friday night at eight thirty and, and and play, man. It's gonna be interesting. So, I'm gonna put you in the clock. I got a question for you. Okay. Heat are playing well. They're eleven and two. You yeah. got Hero. You got Dronic. But it all stems around Jimmy Butler. I I think. Yeah. His leadership is being shown in different ways. You know, some people yell and talk and. You know, Jimmy Bull is just a guy that just goes to work. Oh, I know. I know. Is, is Jimmy Butler now considered a superstar? Oh, I, absolutely. You know what? I, I told you, I think we said it last time on the podcast uh, um, on Monday. I, I really, I didn't know if he was top three. I don't think he was top three. Everybody tells me Giannis is freaking up there with LeBron and Kawhi Leonard. I don't even believe he's up there. I'm not gonna lie. After watching that series with Miami, I don't even know how he gets MVP of the league when you got annihilated. I mean, you just couldn't do anything. Uh, so, whatever. Uh, I know you're, not, you're only gonna be remembered from your last game, but yeah, I think Jimmy Butler's in top five now. Absolutely, where he wasn't considered that. I think either he was more considered of a problem because he was bouncing from team to team. He had right. all these locker room issues. I think you kind of push him to the side. But Jimmy Butler, you don't get a nickname, you know, Jimmy Buckets for, you know, for anything. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I, and I would, I would love to ask him, what was his approach different this year than it was last year? What was it? Did you feel comfortable with the game plan? Do you, is it because you imp- implemented it? Is it the culture change? Because like, like me and you talk about all the time, you don't necessarily got to go over X and O's all the time. If you got culture, kids will run through a brick wall for you, man. They'll do whatever you right. want. So I want to know, is it, you know, maybe he had talks with Pat Riley. Maybe, you know, I wonder what it was because Jimmy is playing like like a freaking Michael Jordan 90s Bulls type player he's right play, now. He's playing the league. Oh, my God. And whatever I, you want. I think for sure, I think for sure, my opinion on this, top five for sure. I think it's four or five. I think four or five is interchangeable depending on, you know, who you're listening to and what your list looks like. Yeah. But based on performance, based on getting hot right now, I think for sure Jimmy Butler has elevated himself into that top four, top five. And again, I'm gonna go back and say it: Eric Spolstra is the dude. Is he? He's really. He really that is. That guy man. is really, really, really good. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. I love. I love watching it. I love watching it happen. I love what's going on over there. And if you had what your top five, I know you say he's in the top five. Who's where does he rank in the top five, and who? What's your five? If you had to rank them, to me, to me, either four or five, because for me, that's fair. Uh, now, now, my top five may look a little different because for me, my top two right now, 
to me, still LeBron is one. I think he's still the best player in the world. I think you got Kevin Durant, two. Yeah. I think you got Stephen Curry, three. Yeah. And then you have the Jimmy Butlers, the Giannis, the Kawhis in that in that mix. I agree with you. I don't think uh, Giannis is there yet. I got Giannis a six. Yeah. Um, right now, I think right now, again, we're basing all the performance that we saw or seeing happen right now. You get a slide, Kawhi down. Absolutely. So I, I think Kawhi's five, Giannis is six, and Butler's four right now. What's funny is I don't, even, I don't even have Kawhi in my top five anymore. After seeing him this bubble, I, I don't even have him in my top five anymore. I still got LeBron as the best player in the world. I agree with you with Kevin Durant. I put James Harden in there for um, Curry. And then I'd probably go Curry, Butler, Butler, Curry, depending on what type of season they would yeah. have. Um, Giannis is definitely six. and I, 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 Or, I'm sorry, Kawhi six, Giannis seven. I, people are going to think that's crazy. They're like, yo, you're nuts. But I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. If you, you don't get crowned, you don't get told that you're the man and you're dropping two points in a second half of a series, that's, you're averaging nine points. Kawhi Leonard, to me, you, you're, you, were, you were surrounded by people that could cover up what you were doing. Right. Um, but he couldn't do anything here. And, and Giannis definitely showed me his heart when he's, he's just getting, he just getting annihilated. He just, and well, I don't even know his heart. I think his IQ, his basketball IQ was in question for me because, you know, he didn't know when to drive and you're taking, for like, he took like what, 25 freaking he did. three pointers. Like, you're not a three point shooter. What are you doing? When you're six seven. When you're six seven. Bro, when you're benching three fifteen ten times, like you're you clearly are not the shooter. Go in there <laughs> into the paint, man. Um, but Pick again, roll all day. Again, we're gonna see. We're gonna see how this goes. So um, that's my yeah. That's my five with those guys. And Butler's definitely up there, man. I, I love how he's been playing and his leadership. And I think you mentioned it what two weeks ago that Butler was like, "Yo, don't even bring my family here." Yeah, I'm here to play. Yeah, they offer the players uh, the the opportunity to bring their families in to talk to them, you know, have them in the hotel with them, and and Butler declined. Butler said it's a business trip. That's the mentality he was on. Yeah, and he said no. He said no. Uh, so I know you'll be watching that on Friday night. Oh, you know, yeah. Friday night Secretly. also going on. Secretly, we got some some great games. Yeah, man, going going around Hillsborough County. I got two of them here. Go ahead. That I want to kind of kind of talk to you about. Yeah, drop them off, man. Uh, first one, we got Armwood, yeah, taking on Hillsboro, <sighs> and Hillsboro's coming off uh, uh, the two week quarantine. Yeah, so this coming is Hillsboro's first game. They, their first two games were weren't played. What a load! So you come back from quarantine and you get the the pleasure <laughs> of playing against Armwood <laughs> week one. But hey, they get to open up their turf field though. Yeah, and then they open the, the turf field against you Armwood. To, you get to look really nice when Armwood freaking up and down the field on you right there. But so. What do you think there? Experts, experts around the world. Joshua guy, Joshua Wilson over at uh, FloridaHighSchoolSports.com. Yeah. He's got, he's got Armwood by 21. Wow. And his wow. Uh, latest uh, predictions here. What, what, what do you think? So I, I honestly think they're going to, Hillsborough is going to have, you know, the first game jitters. And that's why you do the classic game. That's why you do these little preseason stuff and the scrimmages and stuff, because you try to get that, that stuff out the way. But you know, I think Hillsborough is still a great team, coached by an amazing head coach and the coaching staff. They're gonna they're gonna fight. They're gonna scrap. They're gonna do everything they can to do. But I, I do think Armwood comes out playing, 
And beating them just because they got what two games on the belt now? Three games? Two, two, two games, two, right? Two games already. Yeah, so, they got two games under their belts already. Right. So those jitters aren't there. Those they they've been executing and doing stuff for a long time. Um, this is the I think it, I want maybe I'm wrong, but I think this is the second week or first week that Hillsborough's gotten back to football. One of the two. Yes. Yes. Last last week, middle of the week is when they got back to football. See. This will be their first full week of practice. Right. So I mean, it's similar to to other schools around the county. Yeah. You're on five day pads before you go play a, a juggernaut in, right. in, in Armwood out there. So I mean I, I wish that game, you know, you give Hillsborough a couple opponents ahead of time. I think I think it's definitely a great game. Yeah. I think Hillsborough is very talented, well coached, like you mentioned. So is Armwood is one of those classic legacy Hillsborough right. County teams, you know, great teams going head to head there, great coaching staffs on both sides. But I agree. I, I think too much Armwood, not because Hillsborough's not good, just because it's too early. Yeah, the too early. They they haven't had enough time to acclimate. And again, they might come out surprises and swinging and, and doing some, maybe Armwood does some stuff. I mean, they made they've made some mistakes here in the last two games that are like unlike Armwood to do. Um so they, you know, maybe Hillsborough capitalized on some of the stuff, but I just think it's because Hillsborough they've just been practicing longer. They've had more games with the belt right now. Hillsborough's going to have to try to find that that win to play. And uh, we'll see how it goes from there as far as them. I know this is definitely one of those games where your your dad's dad or your cousin, your aunt, will, are going to go to the game just because, you oh, know, yeah. so it, it's such a rich history of, of Hillsborough and Armwood uh, alums that they, they know how big the game is. So I, I give it to Armwood, but we'll see how it goes, man. Who's the next game that, that's huge on Friday, man? So the the other game we got we got Tampa Bay Tech coming mm. off of a a probably you know disappointing loss against Gaither. Uh, I don't know about disappointing. Definitely, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, <laughs> you stole something and and mom came into the room and got you, and they spanked. This, <laughs> they got spanked by Gaither. Yeah, Gaither Gaither's elite. Uh, definitely, definitely one of the best, if not the best team here in in Tampa Hillsborough County right now, but. Tampa Bay Tech takes on Bloomingdale. Bloomingdale coming off of their win against Armwood. They were off last week. Their game got suspended or postponed due to COVID. Someone uh, at Durant actually ended up having COVID, so that oh, game okay. got postponed until hopefully later in the year. Maybe they end up playing each other later in. So hmm. Bloomingdale got the week off uh, to prepare for for Tech. Yeah, not bad for Bloomingdale because they got a they got a week off to have to yeah. hit nobody, right? And you get you know a couple of extra days of preparation for for Tech here. What do you uh, what do you think I'm goes a, down? I'm going to be brutally honest. I hope the extra week was worked on trying to score, trying to get into the end zone. Armwood's game really showed some of the weaknesses that were there. Um, so we'll see. Tech isn't Armwood because I think Armwood could beat Tech, but. Um, Definitely, Tech has some weapons that can definitely give them problems um, on the defense side. Is what I'm is what I'm saying. Not even offensive side. On the defense side, yeah, they give them blocks. I, I know they got a corner. It's six foot tall. Jesus, I know. I saw, I saw, I saw him pick up, uh, uh, intercept Kyle Kelly in the back of the end zone yeah. on a throw he had to one of his receivers, and he just made it look easy. Yeah, yeah. I think Bloomingdale takes a game. I think it's a battle. I think okay. I don't think it's a. A back and forth type of game. Yeah, not a but walk I in do the park. Think, I do think Bloomingdale's defense comes to play. Uh, yeah, they, they played like good they did against Armwood. Yeah, like they did against Armwood. I, I think Bloomingdale's offense starts uh, to pick up 
pick up the pace a little bit. Um, I like I like Bloomingdale by two touchdowns. I think it's a fourteen point game for for Bloomingdale. I'm, I'm thinking 27-14. Well, maybe maybe even maybe even a little bit more. Well, well, I want to see, man. I definitely want to see. I know. I definitely, I got to see it. There were some struggles there and some things I, I saw in the game that I was like, eh. There's a lot, some things I got to fix. And again, it was the first game and you're going against a huge opponent. You know what I'm saying? You know, right out the gate, you're going against Mike Tyson type deal. So uh, I understand that. Uh, so we're going to see how both teams do because when Tech plays teams that are just as talented as them, they struggle on the adjustments. They struggle on finding ways to try to win the game. And they definitely, if you take them to the third, if Bloomingdale takes them to the third quarter, you definitely see Armwood kind of chip in the armor type stuff. I'm not, I'm sorry, not Armwood. Um, you definitely see the chip in Tech's armor as far as, uh-oh, what's going to happen here? You know what I mean? Like, they the, they kind of don't know what to do. They're expecting some big play, in which they did with Gaither. You know, you saw the the one of the plays, they just throwing it deep, trying to hope for something to happen, and it worked out for them, but... It wasn't there the whole game. Right. Gaither adjusted. Gaither made, they tightened it up. And they still came out, you know, put 36 points on them, man. What was it in the score? That 36-14? 36-14. Yeah, That man. was the final. Yeah, yeah. When, when something like that happens, everybody gets to play. The twos, the threes. The punter gets to go play quarterback. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, we're going to, I definitely want to see how this goes. Because when you have talented teams, they kind of tend to struggle. And it comes down to coaching and adjustments and what they can do. And who executed the best? So it's gonna be it'll be a good game. I got uh, I got Tech winning it. Okay. Yeah, I got Tech winning. Yeah, so we'll see. We're, we're we're split there. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, one thing I want to talk to you about. It's a big. It's a big day in Florida sports. Yeah, a lot's Across going on here. Board. A lot's going on a lot, down here. Man. A lot's going on right now. I mean, sticking sticking with the high school here for a minute. I know. I know. We've talked about this in previous podcasts, and, and we've said it before. If Miami is not playing in the state series, nothing matters. Right. Whoever wins gets an asterisk because you didn't have to go through Miami to do it. Right. Like it doesn't, to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong. And the, list, the listeners can tell me I'm wrong. If you're not playing the champ, what are we playing for? Right. I don't want to play. I just right. want to play teams in Tampa. I want to, I want to play the champ. And if, if, if well, the you, champ's not in it, then what's... Be, you can't be a state championship if you if you you didn't you can't win a state championship if you didn't play the best in the state. It's just like when Ali Ali went to jail, he lost his license, and he comes out and he told everybody, "You if you want to be the champ, Frazier cannot be the champion unless you beat Ali. You're gonna have to fight Ali to be the champion." So they are the champs, man, and everything runs through down south. Everybody hates to hear it. You know these Tampa guys, they're not as good. And they don't understand the culture down there, so it's different. It's you, different. Yeah, man, you got to play them. So, what's going on with that? Yeah, so some big notable teams have opted in oh, to the boy. state series. So that means they're eligible for the state championship this year. When you say um, that, when, very, you, when you say opt impressive. in, when you say opt in, I, in my mind, I see like the 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 saloon doors of a cowboy <laughs> yeah. like open up and you're like, is that Miami Northwestern? Oh boy. Is that oh, Shamadon yeah, coming list. in? Yeah. Like you're like, Oh my God. On the list. Yeah. That's what, okay. So they're on there. Oh crap. So yeah. So you're like, Oh, oh my, yeah. you start grabbing yeah, your you beers and stuff. You don't, you don't have this list. I don't have it. I haven't seen it. And now, when you, now when you say that, I'm like, Oh boy, this is going to be a shootout at the okay corral. Here we go. Here's the list here. It's, it's, it's an impressive list for sure. You got Miami Homestead. 
Miami Central, Miami Edison, mm. Miami Northwestern. There they are. Miami Palmetto, who currently has the top player in the country. That's what I heard, yeah. You have uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, which, which again, fun fact about St. Thomas Aquinas, I love to give you fun facts. I know you do. Do you know St. Thomas Aquinas leads Florida with the most players in the NFL? Wow. For the state of Florida. No, I, I didn't know that. What, do you know the number? With, with 11. Wow. They have 11 players that are on the NFL rosters today. Jesus. They, they, they came from St. Thomas Aquinas. Shout out to them down there. I know Absolutely. our guy, Earl, Earl is, is attending St. Thomas Aquinas this year. So look forward to catching up with him and seeing how he's doing. Yeah, Cardinal Gibbons mm. as well. Um, you got American Heritage. Smart. Both Plantation and Dorel Breach. Shamanad is uh opting in as well. See, there we go. Now we got now we got some problems here. We got Andre Borgales. <laughs> I think that's his score. Yeah, right? yeah so he's that's playing. Him. Yeah. Sixty five yard he's playing. field know, goal kicker. I know he's excited. Uh now the, the the downside is most of Dade County schools are probably gonna start around October. Mm. So some of those day county schools are going to be able to, to opt in to it. Uh, but I'm still glad to see pretty notable names on the list there for Miami, Miami central Northwestern St. Thomas Aquinas, those guys all, all being able to jump in, which again, goes back to the work they've been doing down South to get, get COVID out right. of there. Right. I, I was looking at a report this morning, you know, as we were getting ready for the show here, this, this, this Thursday morning and, COVID rates are under 6% in most places down south now. Good. Which, you know, that was a struggle. They were around 9 for 9% for a long time. So for them to, you know, drop down, I know they're in full lockdown there. Right. Shout out to them. Uh, but you got that news going on, which is great. How long have they been practicing? Do we know if they, they're practicing? We might have to call Rod Mack and talk to him we again. We have to bring Rod back, back in and, and kind of see, get get a check on, yeah. on, you know, South Florida football there in the high school level and give have him give us an update on that for sure. I think they've been practicing that for, for maybe a week or two. Because yeah. this, this report that I got here from this source was about a week ago nice. that they opted in here because they, they had to the 18th to opt in. So that's before Friday. They had to opt in for it. Um, but the other Thank thing you. I want to I bring up is the Rays have officially clinched the AL East. Yeah, man. So they're AL East champs. So they're headed to the playoffs. Right. You got the Lightning. Went up two to one. Yeah, and, and your Dallas boy made yesterday. an appearance, didn't he? Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, so you know, Stephen Stamkos made an appearance back with the Lightning. Mm-hmm. He's been out since probably about February. Mm. He had a uh, lower core muscle injury that required surgery. He's now he's now back. Uh, he made an appearance, and you know, when, whenever your captain rejoins the team, it you know lights a little fire. Yeah, it feels good. It and, feels real good. And boy, did it light fire. The, the Lightning scored five goals in the first two periods to go up um, five to two. And, and they ended up winning the game five to two. Now they lead the series two to one. Their captain's back. They feel like they're full strength here again. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, another fun fact. I don't like to give you give you those here throughout the show. Do you know? Tampa has never had all 
major sports teams in the playoffs. Yeah, you, you were telling me this. Yeah, and you're right, and, and that's probably because I don't know. This, this is yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is what New yeah. York was feeling when the Yankees were going, and the Giants <laughs> were having a great time, the Rangers were doing their thing, Boston the same damn thing. We talked about it last time. These guys, these cities. This is what they've been feeling with Tom Brady and the Boston Red Sox. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you bastards. Like here you go. Now we get a little bit of taste of it with with the Rays and the freaking Lightning, and hopefully your Bucks can do it here in the next 10, 15 hopefully. games. Yeah, man. Um, hopefully. But my, uh, it's great. It's a good feeling to see this. I know it's good for overall Florida football. I mean Florida sports in general because, you know, when you talk about overall, now you got the Heat, you got the freaking. The Rays, the Lightning. I love it, man. I love it. And that abdomen core injury, I would I would love to read up on that. That's that's a hell of an injury since February. I mean, that must have been a hernia or something. Had to be. I mean, he had surgery on it. It was six, eight weeks originally. Mm. But um came back to the ice, I think a little too soon. He wasn't healed all the way, had a had a setback. Wow. That put him out again. So I think the lightning were very, very cautious this time around. Right. And he was able to to contribute here. He scored. He scored a minute in. He goes on the ice. Comes on the ice. No he way. He only played two and a half minutes of ice time. And he came uh, in the game like, so okay, we're going to play a whole lot. You're welcome. But early on, a minute in, he came in and scored the first goal. Wow. And, you know, the, the effect that has on a team is is huge. It sets its own. Your captain just back on, scores the first goal. All right, boys, let's do it. Right, right. I mean, in a minute and a half, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, he he was on a mission. He was on a mission for sure. You think they gave it to him? You're like, hey, let him score. He hasn't been here since February. No, I, I, I don't think in, in in hockey. If you were up maybe 5-0 in a game and he comes in, you, you, just, you give okay. it to him. That's, you're yeah. tied 1-1 series. <laughs> you're in the Stanley Cup finals. There's no, <laughs> there none of that. You're not giving it to him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. You're right. That's probably true. That's definitely true. Speaking of abdomens. Right. And injuries. And injuries oh, to the abdomens. Hey, man, I, I know we talked about it, but I'm, i I got to tell the audience. Did you read up an audience? Maybe you, you haven't known this, but Tyrod Taylor, right, quarterback for the Chargers, goes ahead and before the game was getting a pain-killing shot to his ribs. Apparently, he bruised his ribs. When he was getting the shot, the doctor goes too far and punctured his lung. I will say that again. Punctured his lung. <laughs> and he couldn't play the game. That's why they had to start Herbert. Now, going back to this doctor and this shot. How deep did you have to go? Do you know where you do you know how how far you have to go to puncture a lung? You know how hard it's it is to far. puncture the lung? Pretty hard. Like, what was he like? Like, what was the hand motion that he was doing to freaking just, oh, this got to go in here. I, Tyrod, just stay still for a second. For Christ's sake. <laughs> to puncture a lung, bro, through the third rib. That's ridiculous. So, I have two conspiracy theories. Okay, I love these. I love conspiracy theories. If the audience doesn't know, I love conspiracy theories. I think coronavirus was invented by WWE <laughs> to get rid of the XFL. <laughs> go ahead, whatever, go ahead. Oh, boy. All right, so, first one. The doctor had, he's in a fancy football league, and he's playing against Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> and he's 0-1 going into week two. You, that's, and he's saying, there's no way I go 0-2. That's hilarious. There's no way I go 0-2. So, Tyrod, you have to take one for the team. 
you know, punctures in the lung. He what can't a jerk. play. What a jerk and, move. And, and this happens right before kickoff. So, of course, his opponent that has Tyrod Taylor can't make the substitution. Game started. Because the game started. Yeah. So, it's a You're locked in by them. Yeah, you're locked in. You have to play him. That's it. So, you get zero points for him. Now, conspiracy theory number two. The rookie quarterback that played extremely well that says, quote, unquote, I know I was playing till kickoff. <laughs> he wanted to play. Okay. He's a rookie, right? He comes from that western side of the world where he, you know, he would know about the he California. would know about the bruising. He would know, right? He would know about it, right? Yeah. And he paid the doctor. Said, "Listen, I'm gonna give you 200 G's straight cash money. Yeah, if you can get to the puncture, I need you to punch this long because I need to. I need to get on the field. I can't wait till week seven. Oh my god, to get on the field. I need to get on the field now. And then he goes out and plays. A great game. Like a madman. Threw for 300 yards. Yeah. Almost brought the team back. I, I saw it him was, take off and run, too. He trucked somebody. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It looked good, man. Yeah. So, maybe he was like, listen, I need to I need to get a starting gig here, and I'm not going to wait till <laughs> I'm not waiting until week seven when we tank and are terrible. Right. right. And it could have happened. Those are my two. What, what else is explainable? Because, <sighs> so, and as a doctor... So again, going along with my conspiracy theory, yeah. The first one, right? They's on his fantasy football team. The doctor knows the CBA agreement. <laughs> Any injury caused by the doctor, you cannot sue the doctor because so, you accepted treatment. Uh, you you so signed the waiver. Like, yep. I punch your lung. They can't sue me. Nothing happens to me. And what what do you do to me? It's just you your lung. Me. It's just your lung, bro. Hey, what are you crying about? Option two, again, if. Hubert played played him off and gave him two hundred G's to punch the, the the lung. He still he can't get fired, right? You're right about that. The, doc, the doctor's in a win win. Tyrod Taylor's in place. Fancy football team wins. Yeah, he got two hundred G's from Hubert and he played and played the game. Yeah. Did you know. ever what see the commercial? Oh, I I I think the doctor should be fired. That's what I think because there's no Agreed. way. Have you? So in the military, we have a you know. A, uh, <laughs> An open uh, sucking chest wound that you they teach you how to protect and stuff. Do you know how freaking deep a needle? Do you know how big the needle has to be to go through the third rib in order to puncture the lung? Yeah, that's bro. It's like a, it's like a, in the amount of pressure. Oh my god, that's another thing that you got to put on to even puncture it. I got to go through the. There, I got to go through the skin. Yeah, I got to go through the skin. I got to go through the muscle. I got to get through the chest. I got to get through a rib. I got to get through the the the, the cartilage. Are you kidding me? To get to the freaking lung? And if I'm Tyrod Taylor, at what point as he's going, I'm like, eh, that's probably a little too deep. You know what? I can feel this in my heart. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm having my left arm went numb, but I'm feeling this in my heart right now. Doc, hey, Doc, you don't want to just, like, stop? <laughs> that's a little... Because once he comes out with, this, with this 12 freaking, and I hate to say it like this, but I'm going to say this 12-inch freaking needle. <laughs> once he gets to six, I'm like, you're not going to seven, are you? <laughs> Let's not get to eight or nine because I'm going to scream. <laughs> I can't do that, man. I, I, again, I just want to, I, I, first of all, how much pressure is Tyrod Taylor on that he has to get a needle to his ribs in order to play? The pain is going to wear off. The pain medicine is going to wear. It's going to wear off. You, this is where we're at in life, where you're going to get a needle puncture to your hips. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of players in the league that take those uh, cortisone shots. Yeah. 
to play through through a game most of the time. Yeah. But as a quarterback, I mean, yeah, I know ribs are they're a pain in the ass they when, are. when it when it when the bruise are, are fractured or uh I think his situation, you know, it was a little deeper than a than a bruise, but it's one of those things that uh it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, man. God bless Tyrod Taylor. I I mean, he was like, I don't care. Shoot me up full of it because I am not letting the kid start. Because once he gets his start, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It is, and it is a wrap, man. Because it, did you start him in fantasy? We're going to, you know, speaking of starting, and did you, who started Herbert? Because nobody knew about it nobody. before the game. Nobody. Nobody knew about it. So Nobody these are things that you don't even them. see. So what in fantasy projecting for this weekend, what do you have? Like I know I know the waivers are done because it's Thursday, but what do you have winning, you know, fantasy points for tonight? What do you think is gonna happen Sunday and then Monday night? Like, what can we give the audience? Because a lot of people are not listening to you, George, and it's offensive. You know your well, stuff the, with fantasy football, the, and I'm the, like, what an idiot. The people the people that do listen to me call me and say, Listen, stop giving people free money. <laughs> I got the guy that listens to the show and he's in my fantasy league. What are you doing? Get out of here. This weekend, now again, you had the injury bug that came through last week. Several, several notable names went down with with major injuries. Which, by the way, showing why you need a preseason. (laughs) Showing why there is a preseason and building these guys up to play the game. That's just my opinion. So... You had Saquon Barkley down. God, that's major. He's out for the rest of the year. So there goes a top five pick is yeah. gone. Christian McCaffrey is out for a couple of weeks with a with a high ankle sprain. Yep. And, he, and he heard it at the very end of the game. And he's the entire he offense. Gets, <laughs> and he is the entire offense. Yeah. Yeah. You had Corton Sutton from Denver. Yep. He's out for the entire year at receiver. So what what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you some guys some obvious notable names. Yeah. Um, and then some guys to really think, take a look at and, and definitely think about first up for me, uh, I would definitely take a flyer on Mike Davis. Mm. He's the running back now for the Panthers with McCaffrey being gone. You saw yeah. him come in there late in the fourth quarter against the bucks and he was Mr. Dump off. Um, I think he called like four or five passes in, in the six minutes he was in there in that fourth quarter. He seems to be the guy's going to take over the workload for Chris McCaffrey. Again, he's not a replacement for Chris McCaffrey. He's just there to fill in, right? What what you want in these situations is a guy that's going to get a lot of touches. Right. You want you, you want touches. You don't want a running back by committee. Right. Like Kamara, Elliott, Cook, and Henry and Sanders, all those guys. Right. right. So the the other guy that I would uh, definitely look into try to snap up if if he's available in your league is Devontae Freeman. He just got signed by the Giants. Yeah. Um, he's not again. He's not going to replace Saquon Barkley. There's a, there's a reason why Devontae Freeman right. was a free agent still. Right. But it's definitely a good plugging guy. He's going to get the touches. He's going to get the goal line carries. Um, whenever they're near the red zone, if they're near the red zone ever in their lives, because the Giants are not very good right now. Mm. It's going to be Devontae Freeman for sure. Now, a sleeper, and you're going to say that I'm biased. Uh, a little bit. You're going to say that I'm biased, but. I also think you're going to agree with me. Okay. If he's available in your leagues, Leonard Fournette. Oh, I agree. No, no. You know what? I do agree with that because his performance last week was was really good. So I know I talked about it on the podcast on Monday. 
first back to go over 100 yards for the Bucks in quite some time. Yeah. I think he solidified himself as the go-to guy in that backfield. Um, it, it's amazing when you change a back, offense line all of a sudden looks better, even though yeah. they're probably blocking the same. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so that's definitely one thing to consider. Another thing to consider, you know, I'm going to give you guys that I don't think you should start this week. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you one that you probably started this guy for years. You plugged him in without a doubt. You locked him in. You you never even looked at ever benching this guy, but it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is no longer. You think so? I don't think Drew Brees is 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 a top twelve. So in standard ten man leagues what? or in twelve man leagues, I think he's twelve or thirteen. Are you serious? You saw it. You you saw you started seeing it against the Bucks. Uh-huh. Threw for one hundred seventy five yards. It was so Drew Brees is starting to look like what they said Tom Brady would look like. He's mm. dinking. He's doing a lot of short passes. He's not yeah. going down the field with the ball. Again, I don't think the Saints had Michael Thomas for the for the Raiders game. I don't remember being there. No, and they didn't, but they had Michael Thomas against the Bucks, and the Bucks held Michael Thomas to two catches the entire game. And and Michael Thomas notoriously destroys the Bucks secondary. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, maybe they decided we're not going to let that happen. That's why Kamara got off on you guys. Yeah, but Hit Kamara ran for 60 yards. Yeah, but he caught two touchdowns. Or no, yeah. three touchdowns. He, he he ran for two. He ran for two. Mm-hmm. But again, the two he ran for, one came on a on on two interceptions that Tom Brady threw that got him into the red zone, short field, easy but Drew, to get in. But Drew Brees isn't good enough for fantasy points, though? Like, I understand what you're saying about no, wins. No, Wow, wow, okay. If you think about the league, mm-hmm. so if you think about fantasy football, the league is starting to evolve. It is. Where running quarterbacks... Or a premium. So you start thinking about these running quarterbacks, right? And you got Lamar, Jackson, who does well at both. You got Patrick Mahomes, who's Mahomes, right? Then you start going to Russell Wilson, who's again athletic, getting hit, get outside. You got Dak. You got even Josh Allen. Josh Allen loses his team in rushing touchdowns right now. I know. He looked good too. He did look good. Then you got Cam. Right. Who's rushing for 40 yards a game. Right. <laughs> right. He's leading team in rushing as well. You start naming all these quarterbacks, and by the time you get to your traditional pocket passing quarterbacks that don't run, mm. you got Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Who's on top of that list? He did. Yeah. By the way, fun fact. Fun fact again. Did you know the Packers lead lead the NFL in scoring? Passing yards, rushing yards, and total offense through two weeks. No, I didn't know that. See, this is what They're I told you. Fire. This is what happens when you go hire somebody younger or stronger, and you're like, you're going to boot me out? Let me put this resume together and show you I could play for any single team in the league. So you got Aaron Rodgers that's playing extremely well, right? You got, but now, now I'm, I'm already at eight quarterbacks in. I'm nine quarterbacks deep. Hmm. Already, yeah. we haven't even talked about Drew, uh, Drew Brees at all. Yeah, I think we, you got to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, see, he's he's playing. You got to put too. him there. So that's that's already ten. So in a ten man league, I've named ten starting caliber quarterbacks, and now you even said the guy that I'm biased about, which is Tom Brady. 
Yeah. Because yeah. Right, I, I'd put Tom at 11. You did. Yeah, you did. I, I put Tom at 11, and then now at 12 is where I start to consider Drew Brees. And, then, you know, according to ESPN's Fantasy Football um, site, which you guys can go to, yeah, you're right. They, they have Drew Brees at 14 and Tom Brady at 19. They got Trubisky, Winston, Wentz, and Burrow in front of Tom Brady, Stafford, Ryan, and, and, Rogers, and, and, that's and, not even, and that's without Joe Burrow, who's yeah. who's probably going to throw more passes than anybody else in the season this year. He's always playing from behind. Well, that, and he has no choice because <laughs> poor guy, he's got to get rid of the ball quickly. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> he that threw the ball 61 dude. times last week. Yeah, he did. That's a lot, man. 61 so, times. Jesus. And then, and, and, and this is me leaving out Matt Ryan, who torched Seattle yeah. for 450 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. This is me leaving out Deshaun Watson. Yep. Who's also probably top 10. You think Minshew right? is? So, you think the, the, the mustache guy? Nah, I don't no. think he is either. Mustache. Right? I don't buy the mustache hype. I don't the mustache either. is this ver- this year's version of Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was with the Bucks. Right. He's he's in a what's gonna happen is defense will start to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And they'll take away what he's good at, and and he'll go he'll go back to normal, he'll go back to normal here, right? So for me, Drew Brees, top twelve quarterback, highly debatable at this point. I wouldn't start him. Uh, one guy that I think you definitely want to get into your lineup this week at receiver is Chris Godwin. He's coming back from his concussion protocol. He was a full participant in practice all week. You think he's going to get Look targets? That many targets on Sunday? Look for him to have a big game. Yeah, I, I see. Uh, Denver has a pretty good DB. I see him shadowing Mike Evans wherever he goes, and I think Chris Godwin has a has a pretty good and fruitful type of game. Uh, the other guy that I like a lot, he was a rookie. He's a rookie coming in. I don't like many rookies, but Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin playing for the Colts. First game last week he started, 17 carries, over 100 yards, found a touchdown. This guy – is the next big thing. I agree. I love him. I agree. I love that, him. That's a good pick. I, I think man. he's in a I think he's in a ball out um this year in the remainder of the year. I have him finishing now that Marlon Mack is 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 not in the lineup anymore. I think Jonathan Taylor finishes as a top five running back wow. in the NFL. Wow. Fantasy purposes because he's going to get the touches. He has a he has a knack for the end zone. Right. Phil Rivers likes to throw a ball a lot. Think about Phil Rivers running backs. Phil Rivers running backs have always done well. Yeah. He, he's had Melvin Gordon that did well. He had Austin Eckler that's done well. He ran freaking Ladainian Thomason out of there. Oh, he ran him, but named on did well, <laughs> right? As far as yardage and and and, and usage and, and all that stuff. Um, the one guy that I want you to keep your eye on at tight end, mm-hmm. he plays for your favorite team. Yes, he does. He plays for your favorite team, and I, I love him. I know you're gonna say. I've uh, I've, I've tried to pick him up in as many leagues as I could. <laughs> I don't know how to say the last name, so you're gonna have to forgive me. Mike Jaseski. Mm-hmm. He's a tight end for the Miami Dolphins. Yep. Okay, this guy has been nothing but. He's going to be nothing but fire. He gets a lot so of love, week man. One, week one was a little quiet. Yeah. Three catches, 30 yards, but he's played against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. 
played against Buffalo, which I think you and I would both agree, pretty good defense. Yeah, they're pretty good. Eight catches, 130 yards, touchdown. Mm-hmm. A, so let me ask you this. Who do you – there's problems down in Philly, by the way, so quarterback-wise, but um, who do you who do you start with some of these matchups that we see? And then we don't have to go through the whole thing of all the matchups, all the games. You know, like, for instance, you got, you got Joshua Jacobs for the Raiders, who's questionable, right? So playing against New England, at New England. So do you start him? Do you play him or whatever? Or do you monitor that yeah. till Friday, Saturday? Josh Jacob is in your lineup no matter what. Yeah, he plays right. fancy running back. He's going to get the touches. Right. Gruden loves to run the ball right. and go play action, throw it to Darren Waller. Right. Who, which by the way, another fun fact. <laughs> so many. Darren Waller, Darren Waller on Monday night caught passes from more positions than anyone else in NFL history. No, really. So Darren Waller caught a pass playing outside receiver. Nice. Darren Waller caught a pass playing slot receiver. Darren Waller caught a pass playing traditional tight end. Darren Waller <laughs> even caught a pass coming out of the backfield. Talk about using your utility player. Right? Jesus. <laughs> so this guy caught a pass lined up the, in the ultimate every flex player. possible. Yeah. <laughs> they just find ways to give him the ball. John so, Green is moving around and put him in situations. So do you think do you think Tennessee playing Minnesota, do you think Henry has a huge game or Cook goes off? Yes. I think both. Because I'm trying to stay in the both. family of the running backs since you've been mentioning about running backs and stuff. I'm trying to because there, there's some games where some running backs can go off. They they really can and, and have some have some success doing it. Uh Chicago and Atlanta. I think playing Washington and, and Washington's playing Cleveland at Cleveland. I think Nick Chubb has another big day. So we're gonna see, man. It, it's gonna be interesting. You come up with some good facts, man. The one game that I'm a little worried about. Is it the Tampa Bay Buck game? No, no, no. I don't worry about the Bucks. Yeah, you're playing. I don't even talk about the Bucks. I try not to talk about the Bucks. I know, but it's really hard when your team's that freaking good. You know what I mean? Like I know. Whatever. I don't like to talk about them. Okay. Zeke. You're going Cowboys? I don't like Zeke against Seattle. Oh, you don't like him? Well, that I don't, Seattle stingy I don't up like there. Zeke. Now, I like I like Dak Prescott against Seattle. I like those receivers. I like CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, he played I, I like well in that Dallas. game. I like Amari Cooper. I don't like Zeke in that game because I think there's one of those things where Jamal Adams is a stud. That is a bad, bad dude. He and is. I think Seattle forces Dak to throw the ball. They're going to have eight, nine guys in the box and force Dak to throw the ball under pressure. I don't like Zeke in this game. Seattle has a really good defense, especially for the run. They have a good run defense. Yeah, I've been tough on Dak, man. I've been really tough on Dak. I was really shocked to see how well he played against Atlanta. There was one particular play. He just rifled it to see for to Lamb. He just he played well enough to win the game, and it was it was nice to nice to see that he's doing something outside of his normal uh, what do you call it? Screw it up, throw a pick six, or you know, type of type of lose the ball type deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and my other guy that I, again, that I'm staying away from this week, Alvin Kamara. Why would you stay away from him? Who, just because. So, here's, here's, I like to give you fun facts. Yeah. You know, Alvin Kamara has yet to hit 100 yards total in the two games he's played. Yeah, but he scores a lot of touchdowns. He has three. I'll so take he has, it. He has three touchdowns in two games, mm-hmm. which I agree. But when you look at a per touch, again, earlier I mentioned I don't like Drew Brees as a as a top twelve quarterback anymore. Yeah, I know. So no Michael Thomas. 
True. Emmanuel Sanders, who knows where he plays anymore because he's on the he's on the Saints roster, but he mm-hmm. went four targets, zero catches <laughs> last week. So they don't have a receiver to throw the ball to. I would so think they would stack ha- the box. Yeah, stack the box, make Drew Brees beat you. Would you? You can line up the receiver on that team. I don't know any of them, but I know you can line up Kamara in the receiver spot. The other, I agree with some of that. I just think I don't know what. Green Bay's defense is looking like. I know their offense is playing well, but I don't know what their defense is, well, is playing. Their defense is playing well. Their defense is playing very well. Um, but it's one of those things where, again, Green Bay has a top offense. Again, I'm going to run through these stats with for you real quick. Okay. Total offense, first. Passing yards, fourth. Rushing yards, first. They lead the league in rushing. Well, they're, they're fourth well. in passing. They're first in points per game at 42 points per game. Mm. Okay. Third down conversion. They're six in the NFL. Now, I'm wow. going to flip to your Saints. Mm-hmm. I'll flip to your Saints here. Total yards, 21st. Jesus. Rushing yards, 25th. With Kamara, with your guy. Passing yards, 246 yards again. They're 10th in the league. Wow. They're, they're on the higher end. Yeah. Points per game, they're doing a good, a good job. Defensive-wise, they're pretty much even. Hmm. They're pretty much even defensive-wise. So, I mean, New Orleans is favored in the game by three points because they're at home. So, usually, when you're favored by three points, three and a half points at home, it's basically even. You're, you're getting the, the hometown discount. <laughs> is what you're getting there. Three, right. three, three and a half points, you're fair just because you're at home. That's the only thing that's fairing you is because the other team had to travel from wherever they're going to your place. Right. I don't think, I don't think they do well. Well, they, they do well. They might not, man. They might not. Um, we'll see how it goes. I, I think, I think you point out a great point. So I, and then we'll see if Kamara goes off. That that should be. I, I think Kamara does, but we'll see. You've been right all the time. I'm the one that just takes chances off a of heart and, and a whim, and <laughs> I just wing the shit out of it. You know what I mean? Like that's what I've been doing. Um, but we're we're gonna see how it goes for this Sunday. For Saturday, I, I don't. Oh boy, you remember? So yeah, we're gonna talk about it in a second. But oh boy, our USF our USF football team has postponed the game for FAU. Amongst uh, because of the fact that they played poor USF, they played Notre Dame, whose Notre Dame had seven or no twelve, seven or twelve players test positive for COVID. So the USF FAU game is supposed to go on the Saturday is postponed because USF has to get tested and the results got to show that they're all they're all good to go. That's what they got to show. Along with Houston in the North Texas game, they had problems as well. They had four kids test positive, so they're waiting to play. Um, this is a tough, tough, you know, time for football because Notre Dame definitely, the Notre Dame-Wake Forest game has been rebooked for December 12th. We, we already know that they're playing at that time. Notre Dame has those, that many kids testing positive. They played USF the week before. They're waiting for all these things. This is a lot of stuff going on in college football, man. This is a whole bunch of stuff that's just getting jumbled. On top of that, it's rivalry week, rivalry week for the Miami Hurricanes and the FSU. Who do you have winning before I give you my with, thoughts? With no Mike Novell. Oh, which who coach. tested positive for COVID. You're right. Yep. He's, <laughs> he's not there. So this yep. will be the first game they play without their head coach. Yeah. Who's on a first-year program because this is first year there. 
Do you think it's a good thing or bad thing? Because the the interim coach might just be like, you know, I I never agreed with half the shit he did over there. I want (laughs) to, I'm going to, I'm going to run this. Throw that plan out the window. The lining up backwards is is not going to work. I am not putting the center all the way to the right. (laughs) What is he talking about? Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? Is it good or bad? What do you think? I think it's a built in excuse. So, so here's another conspiracy theory. Conspiracy no, theory no. Conspiracy theory number three. Oh I my think, god! I think this is a setup. Bro, they saw Louisville said, well, "We can't do is this." Going, FSU is going to get their butt handed to them this week. Now, what makes you say that? What makes you think that? Because when I tell it now, I know an FSU fan is not saying it. like that's they're not going to do it because that's like that's like you know a sin in the FSU world, right? That's a huge <laughs> sin of doing that. You know what I mean? But what makes you say that? What makes you think that? Because I know why, but I, I want to hear your opinion about what makes them get their butt whooped. Two things, or three things. I'm going to give you three things. A, I think Miami has a phenomenal defense. Not good, not great, phenomenal. I'm talking about top five in college football. Whoa, really? Their defense is really good. They hit, they oh, yeah. bring the juice, they play the run game well. Yeah. I'm a big fan of their defense and how aggressive they are. Two, the thing that Miami has always lacked on offense, because they've had a lackluster offense with top recruits on that side of the ball. Yep. They've been missing a quarterback. For years. They have a quarterback now. They have a great quarterback. They have a good running game. They play action pass well to their tight end, who's a stud. God, that guy's really going to be a first-round pick on and play well on Sundays when he – Joins the league. He really is. Their offensive line is a little underrated. Mm-hmm. I think they're a little better than people give them credit for. The receivers from Miami are maturing because it's a young receiving core that they have out there playing. You seem to get better game in, game out. Yes. FSU is a mess. Yeah, they're, they're not looking too well over there. They run the no huddle pretty well. I, I After watching them play, FSU play, I was a little worried. I'm not going to lie to you. I saw that game, and I saw the UAB game. I was like, oh, my God. Well, because that, that's what Mike brings from Memphis. Yeah, the no huddle. Right, he brings that no huddle, you know, very similar to UCF, try to run a lot of plays. I mean, there's there's a theory out there that, in, in, in at least for high school football, um, it applies to college as well. In high school football, for every 25 plays, a defense is out there. Yeah. They're going to give up a score. Mm. That's a stat, 25 right? plays. That, that is a stat. On average, wow. a defense gives up a score every 20 to 25 plays. Wow. So if you're just going straight by the numbers, if you run a no-huddle system and you can get up to 100 plays, mm-hmm. you're almost guaranteed four scores. No, it's true. And the stress that puts on, the, on your opponents, because now they got to keep up with you, is is tragic. So I understand why they're doing it. It's a good idea. I don't think they have the players for it yet. I think Miami wins by at least 24. I'm, I'm going to go with that legit because I, I said the same. I think the same thing. When I saw them play Louisville and how we handled Cunningham, I was like, yo, we're, we're playing. legit. I mean, we still have problem with the stretch play. But still, uh, Amari Carter – coming over and smacking wood. I'm like, yo, this looks like the old Miami right here. And you're right. We haven't had a great quarterback. We had Ken Dorsey, who was not a great quarterback. 
He was just surrounded was, by some of the Hall of Famers of football. Ken Ken Dorsey was the 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 definition of a game manager. Absolutely. Hand the ball off, play action pass, get the ball to your guys in space quickly. Yep. And don't don't mess it up. Don't turn it over. That's it. Take the sacks if you have to. But you're right. I mean, when you have guys like Santana Moss, Frank Gore, McGahee, Portis, you know what I'm saying? You have all these guys that come through during the Ken Dorsey era time. You know what I mean? You're like, well, I don't have to really do much. Shockey, nope. you had Olsen, you had Bubba Franks, you had you had, you had all these guys. You're like, well, this is going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? So you're right. We just have to do screen passes and maybe every once in a while take a shot down the field. De'Eric King is just playing phenomenal. I really think he goes in the first round. After watching him perform against Louisville, I have no doubt in my mind he goes first round. I think Miami does kill him and, and just destroy FSU. I really do. And, and again, if you're an FSU fan, ha, 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 this is year number four, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Stop talking trash and, and start recruiting because you guys are hurting for a very, very long time. The other thing I want to get your opinion on, and speaking of staying in college football, uh, we forgot to mention this. Deion Sanders taking the job at Jackson State oh, University. Oh, yeah. Did you see his freaking coaching staff that he has? Alleged. Alleged. It's alleged. It's alleged. I will say and that. The only reason why it's alleged is because of NCAA guidelines. They can't announce stuff until contracts are, are finalized. Right. However, if that list is legit, shut it down. Do you think so? I think there's problems. Over. I think there's problems on the horizon. It is, it is over. You think so? Yeah, it is over. You got T.O., you got Warren Sapp, you got some big-time Hall of Fame guys coaching. Bro, oh, that man. and alone, just those two names, they're going to collide. <laughs> they're they're, they're too much, per- it's too much personality. Coaches alignment. It doesn't matter. You know Warren Sapp's going to cross over and be like, yo, those guys are trash. We would never allow that in the U. When I played for the Bucks and we ran over, you know, it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the only problem I see there is if Donovan McNabb was coaching quarterbacks and T.O. was coaching well, receivers. Then, 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 then there's a problem. Yeah, you're, <laughs> there's a big problem there. You're right about that. But I, I think it's great that Deion Sanders, I, and I ain't going to lie to you, I've been messaging him last night and all day yesterday, Wednesday, I messaged the crap out of Deion Sanders and his alleged staff. Like, just here's some recruiting. Get used to it. You have to now talk to us primetime. Like, this yeah. is how you recruit, baby. You're going to have to come down in your little helicopter and talk to us uh, and do it. Man, it's huge. Oh, it'll be great. Can, can you imagine one of our kids? Oh, God. When, and I say, and I say, and I say when, not if, when one of our kids gets an offer from prime time. Oh, man. That's a it'll phone call you record and you keep forever. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It'll be great. No, I'm glad. I think Dion's a great guy. I think he's he's going the right places. You know he's gonna bring that swagger. Yep. You know he's gonna bring that swagger. And also, I was reading last night about this. Under Armour is gonna be the official clothing line for the university. But that's what primetime brings. You know what I'm saying? The name, the brand. Yeah, he's gonna bring all that go. stuff already. Day yeah. one. Look good. Play good. Play good, That's feel right. good, feel good, pay good. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna the whole Deion Sanders analogy, man. He's he's gonna be there and he's gonna bring that stuff. And if that staff is true, if it is true, I mean, Jesus, how he pulled that off is amazing. And I think this is a chess move. I think he went there because his son is gonna be the starting quarterback for him. 
I really you do. think so. Yeah, I think this is a I think this is a chess move. I, I really do. There's no way you coach Jackson State University. Your son's a freaking phenomenal athlete. He plays great, and you send him over to Alabama or FSU or Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way. There's no way. Do you send your son that way? Well, his kid is committed to FIU. Yeah, that, he's gonna decommit. He's gonna decommit that. that. That's gonna be decommitted. There's no way. You think so? Oh man, my dad's at Jackson State University. I'm going over there. Why, why would so you? Where else, where else would you go? His dad. Yeah, that'd be a dream. Come, that, that'd be that'd be awesome. Play for your dad. It'd be great. College. It'd be great to be coaching your son in college football. It'd be, I mean, maybe for some people it wouldn't be, but for me it'd be it'd be dope. I think that's great. The last thing we're gonna leave you guys with the audience on the clock. Uh, we had a, an amazing, amazing football player pass away uh, yesterday. We had Gail Sayers uh, pass away. Uh, Chicago Bears running back. Five-time All-Pro uh, first-team athlete. He was also, I don't know if you know this, George, he's also the youngest to ever be indicted into the Hall of Fame at age 34. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, he, he was indicted. He was a first ballot. He was in there. So look at you spin spin out some. Hey man, some I did my homework. I, I did my homework. I did my homework. I want to pay respect to the man and and, and God bless him. I, I remember. Now this is the funny thing. Peace. Rest in peace, exactly. When I when I say I remember, it's the highlights and the stories that my father told me. You know what I mean? Because you think about think about Chicago Bears and some of the greatest running backs they've ever had with Walter Payton and freaking now you know Gale Sayers. Um, they were just amazing to even watch the highlights. They were you know they changed the game. How he ran the football, the counter, the the the. I mean, he was just everything you wanted in a running back. He had, he could catch, he could line up, and he he, he just changed the game as a running back. It was amazing to watch his highlights, and then you know to hear Barry Sanders say how that's who he used to idolize. You All know right. what I mean? It's just amazing to, to see that man and just rest in peace. Condolences going to the family. God bless to every single Chicago Bear fan. I know you guys are hurting. I know the Chicago Bears will probably do something special. Um, for him this weekend, so I'll be, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, but that's all the time we have for you on the clock, fans. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you need to watch the sports, man. It's a lot of things going on. It's a lot. It's a hot time to be here in the Florida fan. Don't jump on the bandwagon now, okay? We know who you are. We have spotted you. And if you want to be on fan of the Miami Heat, you better put in your application now because if we make the finals, it's a wrap. I'm calling all you clowns out. But uh, this is all the time we have for you. Thank you, George, for coming on the show, man. I love talking with you, and we will hit up again Monday. Thank you for joining today's show. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit that follow, subscribe. You can find us on social media by simply searching on the clock. Join our Facebook group. Join the debate. Give your opinion. Our Facebook group is On The Clock Sports Talk. Until next time, you're on the clock.